Just a few generations ago, nearly all dairy heifers spent part of their year on pasture. Today, most dairy farmers choose not to implement grazing. But there's a good reason for dairy farmers to consider going back to their roots. It's important to understand the distinction between managed grazing and other types of grazing management. The three foundational principles, or the three R's, are what makes managed grazing different. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Jason Cavadini, UW Extension State Grazing Specialist, explains more about why he chose managed grazing for his farm and recommends it for other farmers. So our operation's in central Wisconsin. Um, when we purchased our operation, it was all in annual cropland. And over about a three to four year period, we transitioned everything over to perennial cool season grass and legume pastures. And so now we're raising all uh, black and red Angus beef cow-calf pears, and then we're keeping our steers and finishing them and direct marketing uh, that meat off of the farm. Can you give us an update on any research or anything like that when it comes to that perennial forages and how they're helping sustainable agriculture? It's kind of a lot of different things going on. Um, With the increasing focus on soil and water conservation and soil health, that's really provided us a lot of opportunities to talk about the role grazing can play because uh, getting livestock uh, back on the land, um, there's a lot of benefits to that. It's actually a, a principle of soil health, having that livestock interaction on the land and, and trying to have a complete uh, functioning ecosystem, which is kind of getting deep there. But uh, so primarily we've been having a lot of conversations with dairy farmers about this because there's the potential of raising dairy heifers for a few months of the year on pasture and cutting costs for heifer raising by about 47% um, by doing so. And then we're also working with a lot of producers, uh, beef producers who already have a component of grazing in their system, but maybe could stand some improvement to that system. And so we're just trying to educate on some of the principles of really well-managed grazing and what kind of benefits there are from that. And with that, you guys also created the Grassland Academy that kind of helps them learn a little bit more about that. Take me through what that is. The Grassland Academy, we've pretty much completed the first year of it. Um, It's still evolving we're still refining it but it's been a huge success so far and really what that started out as is a a training program for people who are offering technical services to farmers specifically farmers who are implementing grazing and we're training those people we're trying to all the nuances of grazing so when they help a farmer develop a grazing plan that it's going to account for all those things and that it's going to be something that is uh, very useful for the farmer. And when it comes to implementing those practices on your farm, what challenges or things did you encounter when it came to that, especially transitioning to those perennial forages? I think I could write a book on like the one big thing every year. I think maybe the biggest unforeseen challenge was just like everything it takes to get a herd of livestock through the winter. A large percentage of beef producers, specifically in Wisconsin, don't really have facilities for housing livestock through the winter. So we're outwintering is the kind of general term we use. And there's just a lot of nuance to how to do that well. 
Um, and this year is a prime example of a challenging year. We haven't been frozen as much as we would expect to be. So we've got the challenge of how to get livestock through the winter, protecting the livestock, but also protecting our our land and our pastures. Speaking of that, protecting the land, how do you kind of balance making sure that the animals have the proper nutrition they need and the care, but also watching your nutrient runoff, their soil health, things like that to really find that good balance? Well, I guess that's my opportunity to pitch the principles of managed grazing, and that's really what we pound the most. So what those are is we call them the three R's, proper residual and then rest and rotation in no particular order. But we really advocate for farmers rotating animals around the land so they're not in one spot for a real long time leaving behind residual that protects the land and our our water resources but it also probably most importantly protects our forage base Um, that grass really can't be grazed down past four inches three to four inches and once it does we start to limit the yield and the quality of that and so just maintaining residual helps with our yield and the quality of our grass and and keeps us on the land and once we're implementing those three principles it's not only benefiting the farm and the livestock operation but it's benefiting the resources around us as well. What trials or errors have you been through on your farm that maybe a new farmer who wants to start going into grazing that you can help them get through that? This perspective is going to come from both hats I wear as a as an extension specialist and also a farmer. So as someone very interested in the forage side of this conversation, I came into it earlier in my career thinking we have to start with the best. We want to get have the best forage out there, the best pasture, the best grasses and legumes out there. And it doesn't matter what it costs. And what I've found is, in a large part, we end up having what we have in the end. You can do as much as you want to have that be the best that there is, or you can just learn how to manage what you have. And that is really what I tell a lot of farmers because a lot of people will want to look at other successful operations and identify kind of easy things that they can plug into theirs that may come at a cost. And there's other things such as just learning how to manage the forage that we have that doesn't necessarily come at a cost. And so that is probably the biggest thing I've had to learn myself and that's the biggest thing that I try to pass on. Moving forward are there any research projects that you guys are going to be starting to do at Extension or anything that we should be keeping on our radar in the future that might be of interest to farmers? We have a lot of research going on right now and I'll just give a brief overview of a few of them. Um, At the Lancaster Agricultural Research Station we've got a beef grazing project going on um, that's looking at the our how our management affects uh, our forage base and whether or not we have weeds come in with improper management or not at the marshfield agricultural research station we're looking at dairy heifers that are raised uh, for two year two grazing seasons on well-managed pastures versus those that are raised in confinement and then tracking them through their first uh, couple lactations Um, And then we're also always doing plot trials, looking at forages and how they respond to 
cutting, cutting height, residual height from grazing, fertilization, and all those things. So we've got a lot going on, and, and the, end, the end goal is for all that information to make it to the farmers. That was Jason Cavadini, UW Extension State Grazing Specialist. He added that for him, grazing is a way for him to raise his family on the farm. With a declining number of farms, he wants others to know that this opportunity exists. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.